Hey everybody, this is your host Sophia Nelson and I wanted to get one uh, last podcast in uh, for this final week of August as summer closes as we go into the long Labor Day weekend. Uh, There was some breaking news uh, that came across the wires on Wednesday evening and uh, I decided that I couldn't wait to speak on it because it goes to the very heart and soul of who we say we are as Americans. And if you haven't read, apparently the President of the United States through the U.S. Immigration and uh, Naturalization Service has issued a, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll call it a regulation or a missive that uh, those service members who are serving abroad in places like the Middle East in Asia, in Europe, uh, all over the world who marry and have children, uh, the policy of our country has always been extending all the way back to the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution passed after slavery that those people born to American parents uh, abroad, serving, working, um, etc., their children would be considered U.S. citizens born abroad upon birth. The reason that this uh, bothers me is it's bothered many people. It was quite a storm on Twitter today about this. Senators, governors, all kind of people talking about this because it's really an attack on our military personnel and it's really an attack on who we say we are as Americans and who we uh, give citizenship to at birth and certainly A child who is born to a mother and a father serving in the military or a father serving in the military and mom is there. This will also affect uh, the pregnant mother's decision to stay in theater with her spouse or come back home and risk traveling late into her pregnancy because there's going to be a time limit on when she would have to return to the United States to have the baby in order for it to be a citizen. And it's just very distressing. And I tell you why this hits me so personally. Uh, If you've been following me and you do a simple Google search, you know I was born in Munich, Germany. And I was born in Munich, Germany at the end of the 1960s when my father was serving as an enlisted uh, personnel in the United States Army. He served on what was then called Checkpoint Charlie, which was uh, the wall between East and West Berlin. And uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, was an NCO. That's a non-commissioned officer. He was my dad's commanding uh, NCO. And that's how my parents met through my grandmother, who worked at the PX, interestingly, the dry cleaners. And that's a true story. And uh, when I was born, um, I had to have something like, I think my parents have like 50-some birth certificates. Some are in German, some are American. The most important one is this beautiful birth certificate and it's issued by the U.S. State Department. You know, most people that are born, my brother was born in New Jersey, and, you know, my nieces were born. One was in California, one was in New Jersey. My parents, New Jersey, one in California. And so uh, they all have birth certificates from a state. I don't. My birth certificate's issued by the State Department. And it says, a U.S. citizen born abroad. And that's because my parents were both American citizens, and they or their parents were serving in the United States military. And um, 
I remember being in uh, high school my freshman year and we had a class, political science, and uh, Mr. Combs, who I thought was wonderful, uh, he, uh, this subject came up of who could be president and vice president. And at that time I was president of the freshman class. And uh, one of my classmates said, well, Sophia could never be president because she was born in Germany. And um, my teacher, Mr. Combs, said that's actually not true. She can be president um, because her parents were serving abroad. Her father was in the military, so she was naturalized automatically at birth and given citizenship, um, which is different, by the way. For example, uh, you see these attacks on certain members of Congress, Representative Omar, whatever you think of her politics, She's a congresswoman from Minnesota. She can never be president of the United States of America or vice president. And she can't be because although she's a citizen of this country, she was naturalized after coming here, I believe at age 10 or something like that. So she can run for Congress. She can go as high as the U.S. Senate, but she cannot be vice president or president of the United States. So we've put a cap on uh, how far you can go in office and what you can do based on your citizenship. And it's interesting because when John McCain ran for president, he was like myself. Uh, His dad was in the Navy. He was born in the Panama Canal. I believe also Gary Hart, uh, who ran and had a failed bid for the presidency um, in the late 1980s, I believe it was. He um, likewise, I believe, was born in Canada. So uh, but to military parents. So the only exception to those rules are if you're born abroad to parents serving in the military. And I think that that's the very least we owe our service members uh, to be able to uh, honor them, not just for the service that they give us and the time in which they serve, but to know that their children are American citizens. And this is yet again a very disturbing, um, underhanded, not very American swipe at this whole issue of how we define who's an American and who's not. And I don't like it. And I think a lot of people don't like it. And folks, I'm gonna say this to you again and again and again until you believe me. Um, As I mentioned at the outset, this is the uh, sixth episode of this podcast. This podcast is doing amazing. We are being heard now in no less than 10 countries, 90% of our audience is still in the United States, but that other 10% is spread throughout uh, at least eight or nine other countries. I'm taken by surprise with how successful this podcast is already proven itself to be, but I'm going to keep saying this over and over, and if I lose listeners, I'm okay with that. It's time to wake up. This is not who we are. And if it is who we are, it's not who we should want to be. Uh, Our servicemen and women put their lives on the line. They sacrifice. They're deployed for long periods of time, uh, often not in the best of conditions. Uh, They are um, dealing with all kinds of issues. Many of our enlisted personnel are... Uh, dealing with issues of poverty and finance. Some of them are on food stamps uh, and other public assistance, which is outrageous, if you ask me. Uh, We have uh, at least probably a third of the military is female, and in some branches it might be more. Uh, 
so women are also in the military now in senior roles and enlisted roles and women have babies and what message are we sending to these young men and women and these men and women who sacrifice everything to keep us free that their offspring that their babies that their children are not american citizens and now we're going to put them through a process where they're going to have to apply uh, for that citizenship for their children which means a bunch of paperwork a bunch of drama and it's just not okay and i really want us to think about what we're doing and who we're becoming look it's no secret i do not care for president trump at all um his politics don't matter to me i don't like his character i don't like him as a human being i don't think he's a good man i don't think he's a kind man i don't think he is a statesman i don't think he has good discretion I don't think he knows how to keep his mouth shut. I don't think he knows how to uh, conduct himself in a manner befitting of the presidency of the United States of America. You know, we've had bad presidents before. We've had presidents. I remember being a kid. Jimmy Carter is the first presidency I remember. And I remember my parents being unhappy about the high interest rates and the gas prices and Then there was the Iran hostage situation. You know, his presidency was not a good presidency. And as a kid in the third grade, I remember that. But I remember everybody who talked about him saying he was a good man and he was a good human being. It just perhaps the presidency wasn't his calling. And so we can go through history and we could pick out a bunch of presidents who struggled with the economy and Maybe they didn't do the right thing in diplomatic relations always, but there's no example that I can think of as a student of history, as someone who uh, studies the Constitution, reveres the Constitution, has written about it and, and about our history and our politics in this democratic republic. And there's there's no one I can think of, even Richard Nixon, who, um, in my opinion, had Watergate not happened, and I... I think historians would agree with me had Watergate not happened Nixon would have gone down as a great president two terms open relations with China um, ended the Vietnam War Uh, you know the father of affirmative action is actually Richard Nixon if you didn't know that fact check me on that I'm right a lot of policies and and things came open to African Americans and others in the federal government and through contracting etc during the Nixon years, continue to course through all the way up to uh, the Carter years. And so I say all that to say that we've not had a president, certainly not in my lifetime, certainly not in my parents' or my grandparents' lifetime, that has ever gotten on social media and attacked a, a state in the Union, Puerto Rico in this instance, in the midst of a hurricane barreling towards its people and just blasted them i just you know i'm serious about this i'm over it and i'm also getting tired of the people who make excuses i'm 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 beyond appalled at those who like myself call themselves christians and yet make excuses for this kind of conduct this kind of a degradation of other human beings this kind of disrespect for oneself and for one's country it's not acceptable. And I'm going to have uh, some powerful guests on over the weekend and into next week. And we're going to talk about 
what's happened to Christians in this political movement. You know, I'm old enough to remember the Christian coalition and how much power they had in the elections of the 90s. And uh, these were people that were sold out to their values and beliefs, man. Family values matter. They would have never tolerated someone like this in the White House. They would have never stood for it. They would have made sure that they ran him out. And uh, I just don't know what's happened to us. And I'm concerned. It's corrosive. It's not good. But when we begin to allow our military personnel and their babies to be ostracized and to now have to apply for citizenship for their children while they're serving is outrageous. And I'm grateful my parents didn't have to do that because I am grateful that the moment I was born, even though I was born on German soil, I was born in a United States Army hospital. Second Field Hospital, I think, was the name of the hospital. And I was an American citizen. And I remember going back to my high school class, uh, writing a letter to the Secretary of State, who at that time is Don Regan, and under President Reagan. And I remember writing a letter and asking a simple question. Can I be president and vice president of the United States, or am I excluded? It goes back to that debate we were having in my class during my freshman year. And I got a letter back. I still have it to this day. And... Uh, I was told you absolutely can be president, Miss Nelson. And it was a great letter from the then Secretary of State. I've got it somewhere. And uh, he, he, he thought it was a great question. And he was happy to provide me with a great answer. And so I just want to encourage our lawmakers. I want to encourage those of us who are activists on, on both sides of the political aisle or independence, wherever you sit, to really begin to really think about what's happening to the United States of America. The G7 meeting was a disaster. Uh, we were embarrassed on multiple levels yet again by the statements and the conduct of the President of the United States of America. The press conference where he openly proposed violating the Emoluments Clause uh, by holding the next G7 summit at his uh, resort in Florida next year, which is, again, an open and notorious violation of the U.S. Constitution Emoluments Clause. And I'm going to do a show on that. We're going to talk about that with an expert next week. Um, but I just really wanted to get on and say that this disturbs me. It upsets me because I feel like our military personnel should be sacrosanct and they should never, ever have to worry about anything when they're serving abroad and when they are doing what's right. Uh, we ought to honor that, and we ought to we ought to take care of them. So, I uh, would love to get your feedback on this. Uh, you can tweet, you can post, you can leave us a message. Uh, you can actually leave me messages and make comments uh, on the various platforms of this podcast. I would love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you want to know about, that you want to hear about, that you want discussed. Uh, I have my finger pretty much on the pulse. Uh, we're going to have an amazing September and October, amazing guests coming up for you from all over the spectrum. I'm going to have, like I said, conservative guests, liberal guests, moderate guests, independents. I'm going to have professors. I'm going to have uh, physicians. I'm going to have college presidents and CEOs. I'm going to have musicians and artists and poets and historians because all of us make up this great melting pot called America. 
And uh, I want to give you the full breadth and depth of America. Uh, yes, the centerpiece of this this podcast, E Pluribus One, out of many, one. That word one needs to mean something to all of us, not just some of us. And um, again, I think our military personnel are off limits. And I think as uh, I did today, I hope you will call your senators and your member of Congress and tell them not to allow this to happen. It's an affront. It's an embarrassment. It's never something we should do to people serving abroad. Like I said, I'm one of those babies uh, that was born to a military dad, an enlisted soldier, uh, and a mother, young parents. Mom was 19, dad was 21. They had been married for just a year, and along came me. And uh, when they had their baby girl, she was a citizen. And they didn't have to worry about anything when they brought me home. And that's the way it should be. And I want that for every child born abroad, just like for me. So God bless you and keep you and Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, this last long holiday weekend of summer and rest. I plan to sleep. I'm tired. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. And I think all of this stuff that's been going on is draining. It's draining to the spirit. And I need to step back for a moment. Um, I look forward to getting back on television soon, um, probably in a couple weeks. And I'll see you on air. And uh, just look forward to what we're doing here and thank you for all of you who've been following and listening and sharing you bless me you humble me you honor me i'm gonna make sure i live up to the trust you've placed in me you guys take care now bye-bye